0: Alright people, what is up? This is the Bizzle. I just got seeing, uh, done seeing uh, the Justice League movie, uh, which has been getting panned by the press and very split among fans. I haven't even heard a lot of fans who love it, um, and I knew I was going to see it. This is normally a movie I see opening night, as you guys know. I hated Batman v Superman, but loved, loved, loved Wonder Woman. If, you follow, if, if you're watching this on Facebook and you follow me, you know I freaking love Wonder Woman. And so I was going to see this for Wonder Woman. I was intrigued by the rest of the characters. You know, even though he's been getting blamed by the Zack Snyder cultists, which maybe I'll get back to later for the things they didn't like, Joss Whedon came in and saved the movie after Zack Snyder had to deal with a family tragedy. Um, I promise I'm being a safe driver here. Uh, I'm just driving my normal route home. Joss comes in. I'll get back to the fact that you know the, the humor and, and like, character touches were so perfect throughout this movie. I'm not going to give all the credit to Joss Whedon. I'm also going to pat Zack Snyder on the back, who I've roundly panned in the past for hating movies such as 300, and not being able to get into movies like Watchmen, being very so-so at best about uh, Man of Steel, which started this whole thing, I despise Batman v Superman. Um, I think that movie, *Beast kind of launched the sort of wave of of uh, mediocre or worse superhero movies which includes a lot of the Marvel movies. So while the Marvel movies keep getting, you know, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm not enjoying movies like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and I think movies like Thor, Ragnarok, you know, which I expected to love. I love Hemsworth and all the actors. I love the director. There's Taika Waititi who did Hunt for the Wilder People, one of my favorite movies from last year, the year before um i just thought was pretty good but was like too funny and like didn't even feel like a comic book movie or like an old school marvel movie at all and so justice league i came in with very low expectations having waited a while heard all the negative press but the user scores were still coming in pretty strong and so i said you know what it's saturday it's a couple days after thanksgiving i got the day off i'm literally doing nothing why don't i get a matinee ticket and see it at literally a shitty ass theater it's such a shitty theater within five minutes i had to report a guy to security because when i asked him politely for his kid to stop talking so much he told me to go fuck myself in a very threatening way security barely even wanted to help so i ended up moving to the other side of the theater fearing for my life luckily the sound and video were, were decent All I'm going to say for now is this. This movie is really, really good. And if you think it's going to be anything more than, like, uh, you know, Avengers Redux starring DC Comics characters, uh, that still feels a little like the Avengers because of Joss Whedon and because, obviously, the Avengers and Justice League share a lot conceptually in the comics. We're always going to be similar. If you're expecting a lot more than that, then sure, you'll be disappointed. If you love Zack Snyder and you love the darkness of Batman v Superman and think the rest of us are all crazy for thinking he's overrated and his movies are way too dark and way too long, then you're also not going to like it because there's a lot of smiling and people having good times. But if you indeed like good character structure, if you like convincing building of character relationships and a team of superheroes over the course of the movie to the point where you don't even want to see the bad guy, and you don't care that there's some janky CGI with the bad guys, which is exactly what happened in the original Avengers. People forget the Chitauri aliens at the end of the Avengers were so lame. I mean, they look lame at the time. They've not held up well. They're only great because of the Avengers kicking the shit out of them and because of Loki. So the one thing this movie's missing You know, other than all the backstories leading up to the Avengers, um, which is a topic for another time, is they don't have a Loki. You know, they don't have um, a you know a villain, a human villain ahead of all the alien villains that you love and are invested in and getting behind, like with Loki. Here, Steppenwolf it's just a straight up CGI bad guy. Now, let me start with the negatives. The CGI on on the bad guy's face. It is actually not that bad. It's way better than what we've seen of Thanos so far. Um, and uh, the lead, you know, the teases and the lead leads up to... Um, uh, here comes a homeless guy. Um, I'm sure he's harmless. Um, and it leads up to Infinity War. We'll see how he looks with the Josh Brolin motion capture. But I, I think Steppenwolf's face looked way, way, way better. Problem is his body movements were good. Now, the insectoid creatures, who are, I already forget their names. See, again, like the Chitaurim. I only remember because I've seen Avengers a thousand times. Um, I'm sure I'll learn the names. The, the parademons, I think they're called. Um, they're like insects, so you can make them. You know, they're they're very kind of Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Ringsy feel to them. So you can animate them fine. So the only problem were the physical movements that looked very non-human of um, Steppenwolf and because they were trying to make him an alien but that, that had a lot of human qualities it actually worked in the face but not so much in the body that was really it but the rest of the movie I knew was going to feel like a stylized Zack Snyder movie so I just didn't really care that much to be Frank uh, which is my middle name by the way so I'm going to be Frank That's so I am Jesse Frank Bizzle Brenner everything else looked fantastic Wonder Woman fought him fucking one-on-one, numerous times in the film. Spoiler alert. Gal Gadot, absolutely amazing. The, the, the biggest problem is halfway through the movie, you're going, oh, there's been some great Gal moments but we haven't seen, like, new Wonder Woman moments. And boy, does she steal some scenes later on. Um, and so I'm just going to jump right into it. The, the, the reason to see a movie like this, and to make a movie like this, and to love a movie, or like a movie like this, like the first Avengers, is the meeting of the characters some who you know some who you don't know and the coming together we did know batman and superman and wonder woman coming into this we didn't know flash we didn't know aquaman and we didn't know cyborg and all of my concerns about all of the characters that we knew or didn't know were completely allayed within 20 minutes of the movie starting. First of all, Jason Momoa did not steal the movie, and on purpose, they actually hid a little bit of Aquaman from us. Aquaman comes in late in the movie. He's getting his own solo film. They're making it right now. So they did the smart thing and not overexpose Jason Momoa, who's a very funny and charismatic, but not the most three-dimensional actor yet. I think with his own movie, with backstory and supporting characters, by the way, and I'm going to be saying this throughout the supporting cast... Was amazing, like in Batman v Superman. The best part of Batman v Superman supporting cast: Amy Adams again in this movie, spectacular in her tiny role, but so important as Lois Lane. Um, Amber Heard, who, who I, ne- I mean, I knew she was because she's an actress and she's gorgeous and she's up and coming and we used to date Elon Musk and whatever, you know. But I knew that she was going to be uh, Mira, who's the eventual consort, I guess, to Aquaman. They'd never met before. Um, uh, Arthur Curry, is that his name? And her tiny little bit in this movie was. Awesome. We got to go back to Themyscira. See the people complained about Themyscira looking CGI. Did you guys see Wonder Woman? I mean, it, it, there's clearly you know like what I what I always think of as the the the, the, the 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 um charge of the Rohirrim, the ride of the Rohirrim at the end of the two ta- uh, two towers, and then again at the end of Return of the King. It's clearly CGI horses running down in hell, but it looks fucking good. And this is. I should have not allowed myself to psych myself out of the CGI criticism of this movie, because what do I always say if you're a Cast listener? I say, I don't care if it looks CGI. I know it's CGI. We can tell it's CGI. Just make it look cool. The biggest example that I've always argued on with Adam Tuck and everybody in the world, it seems like, is the, is the famous or infamous scene in the end of Return to the King, where Legolas... Uh, played by Orlando Bloom, the elf has to take down one of the giant oliphants by himself, you know, climbs up the back, shoots a bunch of guys, and then kills the oliphant, and then kind of slides and surfs down the trunk. It, people are like, oh, it looks so CGI. Of course it's CGI! It's an elf sliding down the trunk of a giant fucking elephant! But it looks awesome, and I love watching it every time. The Agent Smith, you know, the hundreds of Agent Smiths vs. Neo in sort of the beginning, the middle of Matrix Reloaded, the Burly Man Brawl. People complain about that. Oh, it's, it's clearly CGI. Neo, of course it's cgi neo he's literally kicking the shit out of hundreds of guys who are the same at the same fucking time and this movie had way fewer cgi problems as i was saying before than i was expecting and that people are, are criticizing so just make it look cool and honestly cyborg which i thought looked so janky in the trailers but you need to let your eyes adjust to some of these things and i think you know maybe the 3d print of this wasn't good i don't see 3d movies ever even when people say to see it in 3D, I only see it in 2D. I'm definitely only seeing Star Wars in 2D. I've seen one 3D movie ever, Avatar, and I literally walked out and had to reseat it as a 2D movie because it hurt my eyes so much and I hated it. Cyborg, you the performance on the other half of the face of. Um, Ray Parker, I believe is his name, who plays him, who's a theater actor, and killed it in this role. He's so great with his his words and his lines and the other part of his face that you're just completely hypnotized by it. Like, he just has that voice, um, you know? He has a voice like, um, I don't know, Dan Stevens has a voice like this, um, uh, Tom Hiddleston, uh, has sort of a voice like this, has a voice that, that's so hypnotic that, that, you know, everything else is just sold. And honestly, the, the CGI just kept looking better and better as it went on. Okay, so he was great, but I thought he was going to be made great through his relationship through to the rest of the team, but especially to Barry Allen, Ezra Miller, who back when I was doing podcasts with Matt Goisman, God bless him, I haven't talked to Maddie in a while, we were so, like, completely turned off. Um, From the early portrayals of him in BVS and then in early trailers that we thought Ezra Miller was going to be terrible. And then they started bringing Joss Whedon, uh, which I'm not going to get into here, I don't think, and and redoing the presentation of the movie. And they started making him less annoying and just funny and quirky and, you know, the voice and the eyes and the ears of of the audience and, you know... being our avatar in the film and and geeking out but in like a clever and cute and funny way like I thought I I was already sold by through the um, with each additional trailer that I was going to say okay he's going to be lovably annoying and funny he wasn't even annoying he was just lovable and funny like his one or two annoying lines were the ones that you see in the trailer the marketing for this movie was horrible okay I'm going to get back to Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck both who were spectacular I expected Gal Gadot to be spectacular. She wakes up spectacular. She's Gal fucking Gadot. Ben Affleck, so good. I don't understand why he doesn't want to be Batman. He must be having tons of personal problems. He He's so great as an older Batman. He was great in this movie. I can't stress enough. As someone who who likes Ben Affleck in the movies, he directs himself and thinks he's a very talented director, but thinks he's kind of overrated you know, as an actor at times. I thought he was so, so good in this. Jason Momoa, I, I'm going to say you're really going to enjoy him but what you see in the trailers is basically the movie the flash was hilarious and superman i don't know why they went through this whole charade of him dying and coming back it makes sense from a plot standpoint when he comes into okay close your ears if you don't want any spoilers but it's obvious that superman comes back to life in this movie to help save the day you just don't know when and how it's going to happen and they actually do it in a pretty good way. It's very predictable. I don't know why they had to go through this whole rigmarole, but I always felt since Man of Steel that Henry Cavill could be a great Clark Kent and a great Superman. And, and his little bit of chemistry when he got the chance to Men of Steel with um, with Lois Lane before things go to shit made me think that was a possibility. I, I just thought he was being mis- uh, written for and miscast or, or and misdirected by Zack Snyder. And Henry Cavill opened up like a month ago, I guess as maybe as the bad press started rolling in and the actors were starting to get defensive of the movie, and I can see why now, thinking that this movie is good, saying, yeah, we finally nailed Superman, and they nail Superman. He's so wholesome, truth, justice, the entire thing. He's Captain Fucking America, which is what he should have been from the beginning, but like Cap, he's lovable, he's got that, that, that wry grin, he likes causing trouble and taking one for the team and making jokes. You know, uh, um, uh, and all sorts of stuff. I mean, I, I cannot say enough about Henry Cavill in this movie. So I need to go and park, find a parking space for my car, um, and I'm going to post this immediately. Hopefully, do a podcast later tonight. Um, by the end of the weekend, certainly. Brittany, thank God, Bizzlecast listeners, Brick Girl's back. She's back from her trip. She had a great time in the UK, but Brick Girl's back in Australia. We're doing a Bizzlecast. We got a back book club coming up and joss whedon's still fucking on batgirl i don't know what the deal is with the joss whedon haters who call him a fake feminist and blah 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 blah. joss whedon's the man one of the great creative minds of all times and to to blame him for this movie being bad which it's not and even if it was it would not be his fault because he came in and saved their asses on this film is ridiculous so joss whedon's still on batgirl we're gonna be talking batgirl comics barbara gordon more to come on that, but we gotta talk. We're definitely gonna have to talk Justice League. Brick Girl, if you're listening to this, I'm gonna tag you in this post. We need to talk Justice League. I think this movie is. I texted my dad, I said, it, The Avengers gets so much credit for being the first of its kind, jump starting the modern genre of comic book movies, changing the game, being the first big team up. No one ever thought it was possible, and making it happen, but they made it happen not because of special effects. And not even because of the movies that became before them, which were so-so, to be honest, including Iron Man 1. I know I'm in the minority on this. I don't think Iron Man 1 is that great. I don't think any of the Iron Man movies are that great. Iron Man is great in the Avengers movies, in other people's movies. Probably Spider-Man if I ever watch it. But, you know, Avengers was great because of the characters. And I said, if you take out the sort of the historical importance of the Avengers, which I know is impossible, but if if you can just imagine taking out the historical importance of the Avengers for two seconds, I'm telling you, Justice League from a character, you know, like experiencing a bunch of characters coming together, you know, um, for the first time and making it feel believable complicated and real but not carry on too long but you love it so much you never want it to end you don't even want the final battle you don't you know you don't even care about the you know the bad guy basically because you're just so pumped about the good guys and all the time they're spending together their chemistry is off the charts honestly I think and, – and I felt this way coming out of Comic-Con. I wish I stuck to my guns. And I, I wish I also stuck to my guns. Here's me, Paolo Parkin. I wish I stuck to my guns also when I said I was more excited about this coming out of Wonder Woman than I was about Thor Ragnarok. Then I changed my tune when, when all the advanced stuff started coming out a month or two ago. I should have stuck to my guns. I like this mo- – I had a more enjoyable experience here than Thor Ragnarok. I, I know it's not supported by reviews and critics and whatever, even DC fans – A lot are probably going to disagree with me. But I'm saying right here, I enjoyed this movie way more than Guardians. I think it's a better movie than Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Not 1. Again, Guardians 1 had the team up. It's great to see them come together. Can they replicate this again? Can their solo movies be good? Can Aquaman be good? I think so. Amber Heard was pretty great. They had good chemistry. I mean, they're both gorgeous people and and solid actors. Um, Jason Momoa and Amber Heard. I think they're going to nail it. Um, now I really want them to do a Flash movie after being like, "Oh my god, I never want to see Flash again." Batman, I wish Ben Affleck's staying, but they're not. But they're going to be able to solve that with Flashpoint, with like timeline change stuff. So it's fine. They'll get Jake Gyllenhaal, someone younger, who's it makes more sense to have a younger Batman, anyways. It won't screw up anything up. Gal Gadot cemented her place as you know one of the top three to five out there. I mean, I you know it's Captain America. Wonder Woman um you know I don't know who the third would be for me right now just in terms of like they are their character and I can't imagine anybody else um and uh, I guess I can turn my car off I'm very low on gas um And, uh, but the Flash movie now I want to happen, the Cyborg movie. Now I kind of want to say, someone was saying this on uh, Collider, I think a Cyborg Flash buddy movie. I don't know if I ever finished that thought. They were so good as buddies in this movie. I mean, there's one scene where spoiler alert, they have to literally dig up the grave of of Superman together and somehow Cyborg and Flash are the two that are put on it. Um, I, I can't say enough about this movie. I hope you enjoyed this and, uh, I'm gonna certainly talk more about this in the coming days. Please go see it. Spend $10, see a matinee. I I promise you won't be disappointed. If you liked Wonder Woman, and you at all like Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman, um, or just like Ben Affleck? You want to see Ben Affleck being Ben Affleck again? If you if you like Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones or whatever, if you like Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller from the a bunch of indie movies he's been, if you like Joss Whedon, if you like Amy Adams, if you like fucking Connie Nielsen was back with the Amazons. I'm telling you, this is a super entertaining movie, and it was a very, very, very smart decision to keep it under two hours um and sorry screw you all snyder cultists out there who want the three hour snyder cut it never existed if it existed they wouldn't have had to bring jazza Weed in in the first place so thank you all for listening i appreciate your feedback more to come on this soon and the bizzle is out